slick. What is up? Uh, Brandon has gone away somehow. What's going on? Welcome to the Tailgate Show on the Brawl Network. We are live. What's up? Twitter, Periscope, what's going on? Facebook, what's happening? YouTube on the Brawl Network. We are live. We are in game week. Yes. The quarterback competition has ended. It's a whole new world for the Bears. It looks a lot like the old world. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it is strangely familiar. That is absolutely true. Um, of course, I am Double A, as you can see on the screen. A A R N T O R on Twitter. We have, of course, Air Jer Jeremy Kramer, Air Jer Fifty Four on Twitter. We are on the Brawl Network. We're bringing you the Tailgate Show as we do every week, Sunday nights. Thank you for tuning in. If you're tuning in live, at the first time you listen to us, we appreciate you. Um, if you are a, a fan of us, that's been listening to us for a while now. This is the 99th episode of the Tailgate Show. Believe Hampton. it or not, Dan Hampton episode. Dan Hampton or Travis Gibson, if you want to. Gibson, let's get low. Let's yeah, get it is definitely not the Aaron Lynch episode no. of the Tailgate Show because uh, it could be. It's early. <laughs> so yeah man um brian's gonna be joining us shortly b diddy uh it's it's been a full on week of bears twitter craziness the speculation the drama everything that has led up to the roster the quarterback competition and it all finally culminated in what has to be the most epic Friday news drop of all time. Yeah. At about 7 p.m., here it comes. Boom. Mitch Trubisky is named the Bears starting quarterback. Jer, what was going through your mind at that moment? Set the scene for us. Uh, I was like, oh, shit. That was my initial My initial reaction was oh shit You know what That's our quarterback We gotta get behind him So let's go That's it man I mean I I can't believe You know we went from a place Earlier in the week Where there was not gonna be anything leaked Or nothing was gonna come out About the quarterback position Until game week At least you know, he had hinted that maybe not even till game day would he give a straight answer. And then, bam, oh. here it comes, right from Shefty and the whole crew. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it was like official, official, like, you know, and, 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 and there's been so many fake Twitter handles doing all kinds of craziness all week and, oh, you know, all this stuff. So it was almost like a like a moment of like, wait, what? Because you're right. I mean, Nagy had been basically all damn over the place with this. I mean, one minute it's, you know, I'm going to announce it uh, later. And then, oh, there's no way I could do that. Uh, we're going to announce it, um, you know, either Monday or Wednesday. And everybody's speculating about that and you won't nail it down. Um, you know, but you kind of had this feeling that because of Sunday being this, this practice and everything, um, you know, that that's when it would happen. Right. And right. so it was like, okay, settle in for the, you know, for the wait for that. And they were all supposed to have a day off 
I think maybe two days off, um, Friday and Saturday, which, uh, you know, is, uh, I think, a stressful time for a football team, you know, because it's like campus kind of wrapped. I mean, this might be if it was a normal time, Bourbon A sort of pulls up tents, uh, stakes and, and moves the circus back to, uh, to Hallis Hall. And, and then, you know, the coaches are kind of, you know, sweating a little bit like, oh boy, these guys are out on their own right now. And then there it is. Boom. And you just, you know, I mean, Schefter doesn't miss, you know, like, it's Brian. Should I answer it? Yeah, you should totally answer it. <laughs> Maybe he needs a fresh invite. What's happening? <laughs> what is happening? I I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's all happening now. I guess I guess we'll I, I would never. We're having a call in. Uh, yes, hello. Uh, you're on the you're on the uh, the tailgate show. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> Let me, let me in. I'm in the green room. That's all I, mean. <laughs> I don't see you in the green room, though. Oh, I'm gonna... I think you have to re-enter. <laughs> I'll do it again. First time caller, long time listener. Uh, yeah, this is uh, John from Des Plaines. Um, I just wanted to call in and say that Nagy's play calling is terrible. First of all, they need to run the ball more. Secondly, they got to get Trubisky's out on the edge and let him use his feet. They need to put the offense at Taylor more to his talents. Nagy said bum, and I could coach him better than that. There you go. <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. So. Uh, so yeah, man. I don't know why Brian can't get in the in the uh, in, in the room here. Uh, well, well, there he is. Hey, hey. boom! There he is. Yeah. I wanted to jump in before you got you got too negative on on the Mitch thing. What's going well, on, fellas? Oh, I know. Yeah, before we go dark, is that is that how we're gonna do it? Yeah, oh, he's got the belt, folks. He's got the belt, folks. What's cracking? You should have taken that bet. I don't know what happened with StreamYard there, man. What's going on? I don't know. You know, it's a, we're, we're working with the technology. So we just got done hearing Jerry's thoughts. We just talked about the Bears having the most epic news drop ever on a Friday, a little quiet Friday evening. We're all chilling. Don't think it's going to happen for a couple of days. Boom. What went through your mind, Diddy? What, what, what was the first thought you had in your mind, the first feeling I was surprised that there was a leak. This, this, the, since Nagy and Pace have been together, they've been pretty. Uh, they've been able to keep things under wraps pretty well. So I, I don't know if it was new guys on the coaching staff or like, like you said, everything's been on Zoom. Families are hearing stuff. I don't know how it leaked. I expected it to be an announcement from them. Um, I wasn't surprised though. I, I, I thought it was going to be Mitch the whole time. I thought Foles was a, a great insurance plan if Mitch doesn't pan out. So. It wasn't surprising to me, um, but you know, it, the challenge was put in front of him. He he came through it. Whether we think it was a legit challenge or not, I mean, I think things definitely got shrunk down. We we expected a preseason. We expected um more of more of off season things going on, but COVID kind of ruined all that. So it's Mitch, man. I think I think it's a competition that's going to lead into the season, really, because he the it's like. Ninth inning base is loaded. Foles is in the bullpen, so we just, we just gotta gotta get behind Mitch, man. I hope for the best for him, you know. 
Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's the thing is that like everybody has to remember, like we talk shit. The whole purpose of this show is just to, is basically just to talk shit about the Bears. I mean, this this is what we do. We're we're not, we don't think we're experts. If you've never listened to us before, the first time you came across us, we're not going to sit here and tell you, you know, we could do it better than them as a coach or anything like that. We just we, we love the Bears. We talk about the Bears. So I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm an analyst. I don't know about y- y'all, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, we're, we're, I would you know, consider us all to be highly educated fans. I mean, let's, yeah, let's be fun, honest. Man. It's not, but, but the whole goal is to have fun. Why are we wearing sunglasses and, you know, whatever? I mean, you know, you might not be at this moment. That's your right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's your prerogative. Um, but it's not because, you know, it's just, it's, it's supposed to be fun. So we hope that you enjoy us talking about it. But what it comes down to is, we're now rooting for Mitch. Yes. It's Team Mitch. It's 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 get you ten up. Okay? Oh, it's next fan up, it's next fan up. Okay? Let's do this. Like it's time yeah, to man. go. It's time to roll with Mitch. And yeah, you know what? We talked shit about him all off season and most of the last season. But it's water on the bridge now. You know what? Because that's just we're fans, it's what we do. And now it's time to move on. But I think that, you know, there's still questions. I mean, Bears Twitter has been on fire as usual, um, you know, talking about this and that. Was it really Pace's decision? Did Pace come in and did he, you know, at the, the at, after everybody else had decided, come in and say, you know what, it was so close, Mitch is my boy, um, I can't. We were, we were we were hearing that from pretty legitimate sources that Pace overrode the coach and staff, but then Hogan Johns kind of put a kibosh on that. Having said that, they're very close to Pace, so so who knows? I, I really can't see Pace overriding the coaching staff because Mitch is his quarterback. I get that, but Nagy's also his coach. Yep, I like what he said to Nagy today about the whole situation. You know, that's a kid that's taking his lumps in the last his last eight months of his life has been pretty tough. So for him to fight through what he's been fighting through, fight through this quarterback competition and come out on the other end of it, it could be a really big turning point for him, not, not just as a person, but as a football player, you know? Well, and I think, I think, Brian, what you said is important is that this whole thing is Pace's thing. So this idea that Nagy went out and brought Foles in and somehow that's only like over here in the Nagy column and Pace isn't responsible for that also is crazy. Like people honestly think that, you know, that and, and even there's been times where we've kind of maybe thrown that, that idea out there that it's sort of Pace going, okay, do your own thing, bring in your new coaches and bring in your quarterback and we'll see who wins. I, I just I, I'm having a hard time believing that because I really do believe that these guys are tied at the hip, for better or for worse. I think they're in lockstep with each other. I know it's sometimes hard to believe that because Pace was so, uh, you know, all about the subterfuge and the weird crap with John Fox. Obviously, they had nothing like this relationship, but but you see the pictures of them. It's not fake. You see them up at the press conferences together. These guys are, you know, they're bosom buddies, man. Like, they are in it for a penny, in it for a pound. And they are, and I've joked about this, that they are Thelma and Louise. And Mitch is now in the backseat of that convertible, and they are hurtling toward the cliff. Maybe they don't go off the cliff. But I'm telling you, I do believe there was a competition I do believe that Mitch won it. But what I also will tell you is that if there had been a preseason 
and Foles had had a chance to get a little more time with the offense and a little more comfort comfortability, I don't know if we're sitting here saying the same thing. And, you know, I know stats aren't everything, but if you look at their career stats, Foles with eight seasons and Mitch with three, Mitch actually isn't far off from Foles' numbers in three seasons. So it's not like I know everybody that's super boring, I get that, but, like, Production-wise, they are pretty close. We kind of knew – we kind of felt they were both close. I'm not a big Foles fan, and I think Mitch has, if he's playing at his best, has more to offer athletically and keep teams a little more honest. But, man, I'm rooting for the kid. I'm excited for the season, and uh, that's just kind of where I'm at, man. I I know we've we've talked our shit, but you know what? You got to get behind again. (laughs) <laughs> and an important thing, like I know the the pressers were pretty vanilla, but um, Nagy looked tired as hell, man. He looked he looked like he drained. But you imagine, um, you imagine cutting thirty plus players in one day. Yeah, that so, came that that list came out in a hurry too. It was it, it, it did. And it did. I, I, the one well, thing I the one thing I will add about that, and I think is worth noticing noting is that. And, and, and what we had was prior to the pressers, we had a whole couple days of everybody on NFL Twitter weighing in. A um, couple things. Number one, if you're a Bears fan and you were on Mitch's side, cut the shit with the victory laps on other Bears fans, okay? Cut the shit. It's totally Bush League. It's totally cornball to be taking a victory lap on the same team's fans as you. I know it you would have happened. It would, it would have happened if Foles won, though, man. No, absolutely not. If they, if you, I would, and I would have said the same thing to those people because that's. I'm sorry, but that's that's not cool. It's not cool in the least. Like we're rooting for the same damn team, and if you got it twisted and you got all, you know, like I say, you slather your biscuit with Mitch butter. You know, all all off season, and you're just sitting there like, oh, I hope Mitchie Pooh wins it all, and and I don't care. It's just me and Mitch against the world. If that's your life, and you really are now a Mitch fan and not a Bears fan anymore, like, what are you doing? It's corn. I mean, it's that's Twitter, though, bro. Like, people pull up tweets from people from five years ago, and it's just it it is what it is. If you really have the if you really have the kind of time in your life, good for you, man. I don't, but. But I just, like, there's been so much division in the country. There's been so much division in our fan base about this. I just want to say, let's cut, cut the shit. Let's be Bears fans. Let's root for the for you know for the C and not the number or the name on the back. Yes, it's a long, it was a long off season, man. People are gonna do do their thing. I know I, they're I gonna know. do with it, but I just I, I I don't like seeing it because it's it's the same Bears Twitter community that we that we interact with all the time, and I'm tired of the angst. And it does it gets people get in their like real life feelings about this stuff, and they start to you know start to go to stupid places with it. I just for for one second, can you possibly imagine that Nagy really felt like, oh yeah, I hope Mitch loses this thing? I mean that that reflects on him. Yeah, he wants, that, he wants like, to win just he, like anybody you know, else. Like he wants the best damn quarterback. Now you could argue about whether or not the Foles is the best option out there. I, we've done that. We've talked about it. It's old news. Mitch is the quarterback for week one. Get behind him. Absolutely. And root for him. And, and you know, now does that mean, as I said today, I'm rooting for Mitch 110% more than that. 
But does it mean I turn my brain off? Does it mean that I am not going to, like, you know, uh, you know, scream if something goes wrong or, or bitch about a play call or, or bitch about a throw or this and that. No, it doesn't. I'm not going to stop being who I am and I'm going to, and we're all going to, everybody's going to, you know, do what they do. But I would like to challenge myself and challenge us and challenge any Bears fans watching or listening. Don't start calling for foals immediately. And now I know that's an impossible ask. Yeah. So I just said it, and it's, I couldn't even get the sentence out before I was like, "Who the, Who am I kidding? Like, really, who am I kidding? I, I, I can't even ask myself that. But I thought the one thing that was interesting he's is gonna, that— He's going to get four to five games. But it, yeah. let me just hit on my point real quick um, sure. with, with Nagy. The, the only th- the only thing I, that really stood out to me is he did say Mitch's footwork has gotten a lot better and his command has gotten better and it's natural command it's not forced so th- that's the, those are two important things to pay attention to if Mitch does get his footwork right that, that's big that that really is well and and some of the things that we poo pooed um, you know the work that he did in the off season you know we clown that and 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 you know maybe his shoulder. You know, who knows? I mean, maybe, you know, now all this stuff that, that seems questionable, it's like everybody's behind it, right? Like even Nagy, who kind of downplayed that at the beginning, now they sort of point to that, you know what I mean? And, you know, you heard that Nagy had a 90-minute conversation with Nick Foles. Yeah, now, about, the first thing – go ahead, Nick, Jerry. How about Nick Foles? He's like, I want to call Mitch to tell him he won. It's just like that's a pretty Yo. baller move. I mean, Yo, know, Nick Foles is a good. That dude's a stand-up guy. Yep. He's, both, I mean, they both are stand-up guys. You got to give him credit for that. Both of them. Yeah, I, but I, Nick Foles has been doing it for years and years and years. I don't know if we have enough of a sample size to. Because I'll be honest, I like Mitch. I root for Mitch. There's times where I don't know if it's from the heart. Like if he and we've talked about this, and he feels like a robot sometimes. And I know he's young-ish, but Foles just has this honesty about him you know this sort uh, of Mitch dis- just disarming confidence what Mitch seems just as honest to me I it just they're just I don't, he doesn't strike if you if you were to put two if you to show me them I'd never met them before I didn't know who they were you know I would look at Mitch and go hey, he's trying to he's he's acting and Foles is not that's just my you know, some people just don't do press very well I mean you can look right. at our own I, I mean Mark, go- <laughs> Mark doesn't do press well you remember Cuddy right <laughs> yes, of course. I'm not saying that that counts for anything. I'm just saying, like, what we what we found out was what everybody had already been telling us, that Foles is a good-ass dude. I mean, it's like the difference between, you know, uh, Cutler and McCown. I mean, McCown, shout-out to McCown, who's now on the practice squad for the Eagles again. Um, the, the, his career will never stop, 41 years old, uh, you know, letting it rip. But, you know, the, everybody – they loved him as a personality, and they loved the dynamic. And it was like, oh, he's actually friends with, you know, Surly J and, and whatever. So what you have, I think, is, is very believable, is this alliance between the two guys. Um, you know, and, and some people, and I think it was uh, Hogan Johns talked about, did Foles' reputation hurt him in a sense? Mm. Because as whereas I think and I think we had kind of framed this the other way that the 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 resume and the known commodity that Foles is would be a benefit, but 
you flip it the other way, and this is what Hogan Johns talked about was, is it actually a detriment? Because now you see Mitch and he has improved. Mitch has done the things you've asked him to do. And I mean, did he become a master of coverage? No, but I think that was obviously like kind of, you know, we knew that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> that receiver got pulled early too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you knew those guys weren't going to miss on that, especially, you know, I think it was weirder. Um, you know, or also Stacey Dales. I mean, Stacey Dales has been kind of sliding in the cut here and there a little more than, you know, sometimes, um, you know, we've seen her in the past, which is, you know, one of the nice things about the Zoom things is that, you know, you don't have to be in town um, to to be in the, the press conference. Um, right. But, I, but I yeah. Mean, I, I thought Folds was a better choice at backup right off the rip because this is what he thrives at, I think, Going to Mitch as a backup might have ruined him benching him right off the rip. That's just right. I, I, right. I but then people Foles, say that's Foles' real house, man. Right, but 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 then people say that's a knock on Mitch. Like if he can't handle that, blah blah blah. You know, like he's never I mean, had, he's never the only time he did was when Glennon was here. He's been the starter. It's not that we don't know if he can handle it. It's he's never really has. Right. But I think for his part, he said that he would back Foles if the t- tables were turned. You know, I, I mean, I think he has no choice. As we've said, you know, if he did, if he lost the job, the, his job would then to be to be the, the good soldier and be, you know, follow the Marcus Mariota path. And hopefully, you know, he gets, uh, you know, that type of a, a contract. But right now, man, I mean, he's back in the driver's seat. I mean, he's got he's he's behind the wheel. He's in control of his own destiny. Uh, he does seem calm about it, which I thought was nice. Like, he didn't have that sort of, like, goofiness about him. Like, he definitely felt like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just be- I believed the things they were talking about, about the unity of the quarterback room, I guess. Um, you know, how they were really working to make it better. And I think that's... Like, a lot of people in the national media were quick to jump on this. Oh, look at the stupid Bears. You know, and, and we mm-hmm. do that, too, but it's our team. So so Packers media and, and the national media, like, back the fuck off mm-hmm. our team, okay? We we criticize our team. You stay over there and, and, you know, and talk about whatever the hell you talk about. But everybody was like, we're, you know, all stupid bears. They spent $20 million on foals, and and now they're just going back to Mitch, and Mitch is a pile of crap, and all the stupid bears. Like, you know, they don't know what they're doing, and they could have had this and that, and everybody's got their, like, truncated, didn't follow the story, don't know the details, don't know the timeline, BS, like, mm-hmm. sugar-coated snippet of what they think the whole thing played out. And it's like, no, you fucks. Like, we've been in this swamp slogging away. We, like, met Yoda and got the damn X-Wing out of the muck, you bastards. Like, you're not taking this from us and telling us how it went. You know, like, sorry. Like, we were there, okay? Like, you don't get to say, like, well, they didn't do this and I mean, and we've complained about not getting Cam. We've complained. We were in a Derek Carr sweepstakes. I mean, like, if if, if any any quarterback who's currently on a roster, somebody made a picture of them in a Bears jersey, and we were like, yes! Like, you know, like, it's so, like, it, it's true. 
But when it comes down to is picking up foals wasn't that big of a deal. And I said this the other day, that in the history of Bears' mistakes at quarterbacks, the foals thing, the trade, isn't even going to be a blip on the radar. Right. Like, this is such a... It's still not a bad signing. It's not a bad trade. It's actually a really good trade. you, You upgraded your backup by a lot. Right. I think Chase Daniel, albeit good for the couple of games that he played, still... It's, he's not the same level as Nick Foles. He's just not. He doesn't have a ring. He doesn't have playoff wins. Nick well, Foles does. He can't, he can't so, make the plays that Foles can make, period. Right. I mean, the most playing time Chase Daniel ever got in his life was in a Bears uniform. <laughs> we we hire the best. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And if, if by some crazy miracle... And it's like a miracle if this happens. If the Foles decision is the magical key that unlocks Trubisky, and not that he be, not not some pie in the sky like he becomes a top five quarterback, but if he becomes like something in you know like better than 2018, like if he becomes you know the guy, the guy that we can say yes, I can see this guy leading our team for the next three to five years. That's, I mean, that's amazing. Like, and I'm not going to like get. Corner, if he turns the corner and becomes the quarterback we hoped he would be. Oh man. It's a, reverse, it's, chat. It's, a <laughs> it's a reverse insurance policy, man. It was just like Glenn was to, to be the bridge. Foles is the backup plan. Break glass in case of emergency. Let's, let's get behind Mitch, man. Let's get behind that's Mitch. Over the best. That's, that's where we're at. Do I think a fourth-year quarterback, is is it rare for that to happen? Yes. But you know what? We, we knew that his experience in college, it was 13 games. That was his college career. It was a pick that was way earlier than it should have been, and that's not Mitch's fault. We just got to get behind him now, man. We just got to get behind him, and let's, let's hope for the best. Shout out to Greg Braggs, uh, the president, the El, El Braggs Adente, the president of the Mitch fan club. Um, please. What the hell was that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, heard, heard Bragg. The man, the man himself, Braggs, he's in the chat saying what's up. He's got a new show, Braggs in the Stands. Um, we're supporting that. If you don't know who Braggs is, man, I I don't know. You're not paying attention, basically. But but he's one of the best out there. He was the guy that that brought the the videos from camp when nobody was doing that. The king of Birmingham. And Braggs has been on the Mitch train. He has been been walking up and down the Mitch train from the front to the back, from the engine to the caboose. He's been shoveling the coal. (laughs) He has been there and yeah. doing the damn thing and you know what he's he's feeling pretty good about himself right now and i'm not mad at him for it we need to let him in and start a mitch chant right now <laughs> that's right that's right he's been he was shoveling snow off his lawn <laughs> I, I, think, I think there was a time where he made a mitch snowman and you know i mean there was there was many things many things simpler times pre-pandemic times yeah Good times. But that's the thing is that Mitch, you know, and Greg are very similar. You know, they, 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 they're just 
down home, honest folk. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, shout out to Braggs. But here we are. I mean, we, we are at the point now where we no longer have a question of who is the quarterback. Right? No. And so speaking of victory laps, I guess I'm going to have a victory lap ran on me today. Because somebody Why? made because somebody made the fifty three. Who that? Shocks me. Who that? Yeah. When? Right. Oh, oh Alex Bars. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes your Notre Dame. Da, 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 da. Hey, da, da, Yes, Greg Braggs will back you on that one. Um, although he's more of a Purdue fan. I don't know if he's really. Uh, no, nah, he, he was a Notre Dame fan first. Don't let him fool you. It's Purdue basketball, I think. Right, yeah. right, 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 yeah. right, 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 right. Irish football, Irish football, he says. But anyway, Bars made the 53. The 53 came out. Now, we know it's going to be in flux. Um, you know, but but I thought that was an interesting one. Although I I thought that he was going to make it, I thought it was surprising that they kept uh, nine offensive linemen. Um, I really well, I think had... exactly what we thought was going to happen with, with Patterson being on the roster as a running back. It just freed up another another guy to be to stay with the receivers. So I think that that's big, man. I'd like to see Wims get the opportunity. You know, yeah. I mean, I always felt like six receivers was going to be the way, and I kind of, I think we predicted Patterson being in the running back room. That's you know, um, once that kind of sort of leaked, uh, but we had kind of thought about that before. I mean, to be honest, but so they, you know, they had they put Pierce on the on the practice squad. At first, it was he was waived. They put Pierce on the practice squad. Um, you know, which the moves at running back lead you to believe that Montgomery is feeling good or which scares me a little more (laughs) they're not really that worried about it and they're gonna go with everybody's all-american ryan nall and it might be like like bragg just said it it, montgomery i mean they may think he's healthy i don't know if you you bring him out there on turf though week one if his groin's not 100 percent, man that that that's that's a dangerous uh game right well so so they kept five tight ends i hope he's healthy though Saubert made the the the, um, the roster. You know the tight ends are obviously Graham and Komet, um, Holtz and Saubert and Harris. So I think Saubert was probably maybe the surprise just because we don't know a lot about him. Right. Um, you know, came to us from the Falcons. But I tell you what, this is a big tight end group. Um, you know, maybe you see Holtz uh, be a, a fullback. Um, you know, I, I said that, and I think many have, have you know, sort of suggested this, that, that we're going to see two, di- two tight end single back sets. I didn't even ask, Jay, are you okay with the Horsted thing? That seemed to be your new Broniker. You... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no. okay. Well, he didn't make it. Horsted ended up back on the practice squad. The practice as did, squad. So as... left to fur. You went two for two. Another Notre, Notre Dame, Mustafer. That's Jer's. Jer hates Mustafer, but I despise him. I'm sorry, but he's, he's, he's a it. very undersized center. I get it. But. <laughs> yeah, but Ryan Pace loves undersized centers. Don't I mean not that Cody and he he's, that, he's got that good golden DNA though. You know what I mean? Oh, right. That's true. Hey, my, that's true. Let's get to the surprise cut. I mean, Kevin Tolliver. What? Yeah, that man, that was our boy. I thought like, he what was the hell? challenge, and I, I guess thought, I thought he was in there for battling out to to be the starting cornerback. Yeah, it, evidently, no. Tony of 
get the hell out of my property. Well, the Shane Townsend, Townsend quote was very telling too about mm-hmm. the, the mental strength, and they they spoke to him about that. And I, I don't know him personally, but that that could have just factored into it all. Maybe he's just not there. Well, and and we were we were feeling him. I mean, we always thought that he was going to get a good shot just because it seemed like he was the guy who was like waiting behind a Mukamara, right? Like, right. you know. Um, you know, he was undrafted, you know, maybe he thought he should have been drafted, you know, is he, he was, you know, it was kind of surprised that he went undrafted. Um, you know, so we kind of thought as we often do, we sort of fall in love with these guys. And then he had his, you know, he had a good game against Mike Evans again, the Tampa game. And that was sort of like the undersold story of the Tampa game of 2018 was that Tolliver locked up Mike Evans, um, you know, when pressing Yes, quite well. And then I don't remember this as well, but somebody said that he they felt he played decently against Amari Cooper. Um, I don't remember that, but I do. It kind of led me to go down a little research path of the cornerbacks, you know, and and this is sort of a, a, a tangent, but the cornerbacks were challenged last year in general, and Tolliver really didn't get much of a shot at all. Right. Um, you know, but, but, you know, statistically Buster screen was our best corner last year, although he did have a, a, a high number of missed tackles. But if you look at a Mukamara, he gave up a high passer rating against fuller, same thing, high completion percentage, you know, uh, um, well, it it's, it all stems from up front, though. You don't have a right. path brush and you leaves your corners exposed. It's kind of telling me that Jalen Johnson's ahead of schedule. That's, it does, that's and Maggie and had said that he feels he's ready, so that's great, you know, and um, it's, it's, it's what we hoped, but mm-hmm. who knows? Because, I mean, the camp opened up with Artie Burns, and so you ask yourself, did they kind of feel like Tolliver – I mean, you know, and I had kind of come up with a theory as to why that was, but now in retrospect, it's like, I don't know. Like, maybe they just didn't think Tolliver had it from the get. Well, Jonathan was also brought along a little slower, so they, you know. Right, but but I feel like Burns might have actually been a guy who could have seen playing time. Um, it, it, you know, the way things shook out, I mean, you know, the, the guy, you know, who's motivated, uh, you know, and Pace has kind of had a history of trying to find these motivated guys who might be on the last year of their deal or, you know, whatever the case may be. And then, you know, you saw it with Ifeedy, you see it with, uh, with, you know, you saw it with Artie Burns and a couple other guys that he's, that he's brought into that ilk. But I have to say, it's a surprise that Tolliver, you know, was completely cut. And not only that, but he didn't go to the practice squad. He ended up in the practice squad with old Don Fangio, swooped him up. Mm-hmm. Um, makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, I mean, absolutely it makes sense. I mean, clearly he, he's going to remember him. He's going to like him. I think Ed Donatel um, is there with him, right? And so, you know, that's going to – you know, that's – that's important. So good for – I hope Tolliver ends up working out there. Um, you know, I'm, I'd be lying if I said I knew anything about the Broncos cornerback depth chart. Uh, although Bryce Callahan, you know, was a bust. Uh, mm-hmm. have a pickup for them. Um, so we'll see. I mean, so far, Pace has looked pretty good in terms of the guys that he's let go. Uh, you look at HaHa Clinton-Dix, cut, right? Yep. A Mukamara cut, you know. Um, I mean, it, it's it's looking pretty good for guys that Pace said goodbye to. Callahan was one. Cam Meredith, everybody freaked out. Kind of missed I mean, the open to the public training camp though, because you know Thomas Ives would broke some hearts. 
You know, that's true. And the Ives Hive is alive on the practice squad. Thank goodness. Um, you know, the big man is still running around. A lot of wide receivers on the practice squad, which shocked me because oh. they have so many. It looks like somebody's saying hi to us in the chat there. Hello. Oh, hey, it's it's Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hello, Michelle. What's happening from Facebook? How are you? <laughs> Thanks for tuning in on the old book of faces. <laughs> so, so yeah, so we have a number of wide receivers on the practice squad. Everybody should know the practice squad rules have changed quite a bit. 16-man practice squad. They can move guys on and off of it a couple times a year. They can protect four of them. Um, Lester Wilfong from Windy City Gridiron did a great breakdown on it. Check it out. Um, Learn about it before you end up talking, you know, like you know what you're talking about and you don't. Um, But they they have a bigger practice squad. They can can have 48 guys active on game day. They can have a 55-man roster for the week. So it's a little more flexibility. Uh, there was a little bit of a freak-out moment where uh, Carlos Santos got cut, um, and we were like, hold on, is Pinero hurt? Like, who's the kicker? Who's going to be a kicker week one? You know, this, that. And I don't know. I still don't really know who necessarily the kicker is going to be. You think it's going to be Pinero, but but they have flexibility. The point is they have flexibility. They can keep, as long as they have eight offensive linemen, what did you say you. something about getting on the Matt Gay train? I saw that. that somebody was saying that. You said yeah, pause. Uh, heavy pause. Um, there was <laughs> questions. Up. There was a strong, like a slam on the brakes moment, like an e-brake power slide, you know, <laughs> like bail out of the car. We can't go this route because somebody suggested that we should be back on the Matt Gay train. I said, no, no, no. So anyway, we will not. We will not. We're going with our two kickers who I don't I don't know if I trust either one of them. He does uh, actually we, have a pretty powerful leg though. I I'm not being Oh yeah, that. for sure. No, for sure. I mean there was a you know, a, a, all the teams are having kicker problems. I mean Cody Parkey just got signed back to the Browns practice squad. Scope to the Browns. Scoby out there showing the kickers living their best life. Doing his life. thing, yeah. Scoby <laughs> doing his thing. Wow. You know? That's right. Uh, our boy uh, Blankenship is it Blankenship from Georgia? Yes. Uh, he he got the kicker job and for the Colts. Um, but this is all for another show. We'll ch- you tune in next. Uh, tune in Monday at two p.m. for Kicker Chat. Um, we'll bring that. We'll bring that. Welcome to Kicker Talk. But yeah, so <laughs> they they kept back to the cornerbacks. They kept obviously Full uh, Fuller and Johnson. They kept screening, of course, Vildor. That's Jared, talk about Vilder. That's your boy. He Jared. is a pit bull man. He plays an aggressive uh, press man. He's mm-hmm. going to be really good opposite. He's going. I think he's going to be the steal of the draft of that draft class. I really do. He's just got the heart. You know how many captains are cornerbacks? Mm-hmm. Not many. That dude was a captain. He's a leader. He's smart. He's, he plays the part well. You know, we listened to him on his uh, Skype session with the Bears, and it's just like, man, I, I could see where this kid could really break in. And even though he's undersized, he's just – he's got that fight, dude. He's he's different. He's a different cat. 
I mean, like, you can go back and look at his tape when he played against Alabama. The, them's the big dogs now, and he's playing at the Jackson State or whatever. I can't remember the name of the school. Forgive me. But it's like, that kid can play, and they're about to figure it out real quick. Yeah, for sure. So so he got the nod. Uh, Duke Shelley, who, who had spent much of his time on the practice squad and has really gotten very few snaps and actually on defense, um, he is also on the roster, so good for him. And then we mentioned, of course, that Tolliver was the surprise cut. Um, you know, and you have Sherrick still there. Yeah. Now, we do have to think about a couple things. One is that... Um, you, you have Marquis Christian, right? Marquis Christian is serving a suspension. Uh, he's a safety. So the question is, and I think a lot of people are already sort of jumping to the conclusion that somebody is getting cut when he comes back. Um, now, I, I tend to not think that it's going to be Bush, Deion Bush. Um, I also don't think it's going to be DeAndre Houston Carson, to be honest, unless... You think it might be McManus? I think it's going to be Sherrick, unfortunately, or or they uh, they cut one of the offensive linemen back down to the practice squad, um, you know, and go go back to eight, uh, or maybe that when they expand the roster a little bit, they could do that. Um, well, I mean, it's not a true expansion, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I think I think that's where it's going to come because I just think that DeAndre Houston Carson is too valuable in. In the uh, in special teams, I mean, I just and that's why people were saying like, you know, when Haha got cut, you had you oh, know people. Derek's like, the beast on special teams too. That's that's you know, what he doing. is. He's the rock. I mean, the guy's nine seasons of that. Now, uh, you just had people immediately assuming you know, Mukamara was coming back. Right. No, dude is washed up. Love Prince. He's washed. Everybody wanted to assume that Haha was just immediately going to come back, and yeah. and so uh, we're going to yeah, cut Dion. Prince has a backup Why? though. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I, you don't throw him out there as a starter, but he he knows the system. I, if you get him in for cheap, he's he's not the worst backup in the world. I know he's not, but who gets cut? I mean, they they've put. You know, like, we, and we, I know we put a lot on Prince for last season, but the, we had injuries, man. Like if if our if our if our front seven are firing. You, I think Prince would be a lot better off. I just, I, I don't know. Like, I just, how did you, how does he get cut from the Raiders? You know, again, I don't know their depth chart that well, but like, it doesn't strike me as. And, and he's on the uh, downside. He's on the downswing of his career. I get that. But and I just, but I think that Pace has been planning for that. That was the most obvious cut of the whole off season was Prince was making too much money. And, yeah, I mean, hell, you know, if you could get him back and you already got the comp pick because the comp pick is settled, that would be cool. But I just feel like I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm torn it's like, because – It's like every other position as a Bears fan. We're always looking for the next one, the, the good yeah. one, you know. When, we, and we I'll be honest, the, that way the, we, we fall in love with the idea of a player, and the reality is is – when you when you do something like that and you kind of like fall in love with that idea, it's just the idea. It's not his actual play. It's not fact based. And you saw the mem, the the Finding Nemo seagulls, bears, bears, yes, bears, bears. Yes, yes. Let's get on that topic real quick because there there were some there were some players that were released, cut, available Ooh. for net, and then AP and. He's going to be the I will say one. I will say this though, if they I, I haven't 
followed it, but if they end up releasing Bo Scarborough because of this, yes, please. Well, I, I, would, well, I would like him added to the to the, the running back group. In terms of the, Adrian Peterson, which I'm sure people know, but in case you don't, Adrian Peterson was picked up by the Lions. Uh, kind of an odd pickup. I mean, he's not really their type of back necessarily either. I mean, we were told, you know, by uh, by everybody and, and uh, you know, shout out to the all-seeing oracle, Greg Gabriel, that tells all Bears fans that they're wrong about everything. Um, he told us that what fools we are for wanting anything different. Or... I've got a good story about that, man. Yeah, so, 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 but I don't think he's a great fit for – um, for what they're running, I mean, he doesn't have any. He doesn't have a lot of similarity to DeAndre Swift, but DeAndre Swift is is hurt, so he might. You know, I don't think it's going to be a long term injury, but I mean, for whatever reason, they took a flyer uh, on AP. Now, immediately, I'm thinking of the you know him running rough shot over us, <laughs> and I know this is like, I mean, that's ancient freaking history, like, but. At the same time, like, you know, you just, as a Bears fan, you just have these, you know, these these, these twinges of, ah, like, well, and Karen, every time Karen, I see Karen him, Johnson's still a little banged up, I think, too. And well, he stays banged up. DeAndre, DeAndre Swift, I think he's not 100%. I'm not certain on that. I'm pretty sure, but. I'm looking forward it, it to it. I am. I for one am looking forward to Adrian Peterson and Matt Patricia butting heads, though. I'll tell you what. Because um, that'll happen. AP's a pretty, he's pretty coach friendly from what I've understood. Still I, I thought him and uh, Jay Gruden had problems. I thought I mean, there dude, was uh, Jay Gruden had some problems, man. Well, the yes, whole yes, Jay Gruden, yeah, right. So maybe that's not. Uh, anyway, interesting that they picked him up. Um, I don't know how much of a factor he's going to be. I don't know uh, how many carries he's going to get. And Bo, not, Bo like hasn't been a beast in the league. He's just a beast of a human being. I would like to have that guy in goal line situations. He's he's a yeah. I mean, that's been juggernaut. your guy. You're, I've never even heard of him before you mentioned him. So you don't remember he, him, in Bama? He was like Alabama or Auburn. I thought it was Bama. I don't. I I'm not like a real big college football guy. Like sit down and watch college football. I watch the I'll watch the highlight tapes of guys that are on the Bears radar and you know try to educate myself like that. But I'd be lying if I said that I spend a lot of time on Saturday watching college football. So no, I don't. I don't know who the hell Bo Scarborough is. But you know you. You saw these pickups, right? And 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 obviously, a lot of guys are out there, and it is that thing, you know. Uh, every single guy is a Bears fans, Bears, Bears, Bears. Can we? But I do. I will say that I wouldn't mind Crevion LeBlanc coming back. I thought that was a guy that we shouldn't have let go, and maybe he's a guy that because he got let go, he, he reinvented himself. But I wouldn't mind seeing him come back. And again, it's like you ask yourself, who do you cut? Who gets cut if this guy comes back, right? Um, you know, I saw people like wanting Razul Douglas back, and I don't know what the Eagles are doing. They're cutting their whole secondary. Like Darius Slay is like the the Will Smith gif, like you know, like what what is going on? Like I just I signed this big deal, and you know, and now he's going to play, uh, you know, next to a bunch of rookies. signings. Bears put put ink to paper with somebody today. Yes, Mario Edwards, yes, uh, I like defensive it. end. I guess he's an end. Yeah, uh, Eddie, Eddie Goldman's college teammate there. 
Right. You pointed that out very aptly. I had no idea. I didn't even catch that. But he um, was most recently with the Saints. So, of course, you know, Q, the Ryan Pace, just loves all his Saints guys thing. But, um, you know, we saw um, some, you know, some, some Saints people say, you know, that this is a good signing. It was a cap casualty. It wasn't a guy that, that, the, that you know, is some bum that the Saints are happy to get rid of. He's a player that uh, they believe, you know, can ultimately contribute. But, again, that, that, that's going to beg the question, who goes? Well, I wonder what this means for Akeem Hicks and his injury. That's, that's the question that I had. Yeah, I would say it's – I would doubt that it is going – that's a factor. Um, I mean, they said that Akeem was back at the walkthrough, the last practice. Um, so I'm I'm going to just venture to guess, based on what we've heard, that he's okay. Uh, I just think they needed more depth. Um, you know, you saw Abdullah Anderson make the practice squad. You saw the young kid, uh, LaCale London, um, from Western Illinois. Um, you know, so <clears throat> RJ, uh, Chicago Sports from, uh, Twitter Periscope says, I think Edwards is just a good rotational depth signing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I just don't know. I mean, does he gonna get snaps in week one? I don't know. I'd be highly surprised if that's the case. You know, um, just uh, it, you know, it doesn't doesn't strike me as being likely. Uh, you know, he he could be a guy that goes to the practice squad right away, and you've seen some of that um, with teams. You know, because they've got to put them through the protocol for COVID. They've got to get them acclimated. This process is going to take longer when these pickups get made. Uh, than than it might in an otherwise normal situation, um, I would think. But defensive and tackle, I mean, that's a plug and play. Like how much rotation is going to be really solid this year? I really, I really like the guys that we've got. I agree. Akeem Hicks just makes it better. You know, of course, makes them all better. And it's like, oh well, Bilal's going to probably have a. I think Bilal's going to have a good year. You know, you add Mario Edwards. That's a guy that can spell Hicks, and you're not going to lose a whole lot. What know? was up with that? Did you see that John Jenkins is trying to change uh, Akeem Hicks' nickname? Like, because they, they call him Mufasa. Khalil Mack gave him that nickname. And and, uh, and Jen- Jenkins said something about how now he's calling him Blue. But, like, nobody really knows what that is. Oh, like it's, it's from Monsters, Inc. But, but his, like, the little girl called him Kitty. Right. And his name wasn't Blue. No. Like, so uh, I don't know. Whiskey, whiskey catching up to me, man. I'm the, glad that. <laughs> back from a whiskey shit. It's the Ah! Oh. No. So. <laughs> drinking stories? I'll, I'll tell you mine later. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Um. But no, seriously. Like I, I, I think the the lesson learned is if Khalil Mac, Mac gives somebody a nickname, just leave it alone. Like that's it. Like you know. Speaking of Khalil Mac, I think that you know we have to pour one out for Lil Mac. We got to pour one out for Ladarius, right? Uh, no practice squad. I mean, and RJ asked to just ask a question about Nichols, how, how he'll hold up against the run. I think he'll do all right, man. I've heard, been hearing great things out of, out of camp about him, and we expected him to take that big step last year and just kind of didn't really happen like we thought it would. Uh, but I, I, think, I, think, I think Nichols is going to have a big season, man. Well, and, and this is the thing is that most 
defenses in the league are in sub packages and nickel majority of the time. I mean, we're, you know, not that Goldman is not a huge loss because he is. is every yeah. bit of a huge loss, but he's, he's on the field for 42, 45% of the time. Right. So if there's a guy, and I think I said this before, if there's a, cog or like a piece that you say okay this is my core guys right you know Akeem Goldman Jackson you know Fuller I mean the whole damn defense is is a core because they're so badass but I think Goldman if you had it's gonna be ruthless if you had to pick if you had to pick I would choose losing Goldman over Hicks again I mean so I think I think hopefully this is gonna be a thing where the opportunity that Nichols gets is one that that turns out to be a, a, I don't know I want to call it a blessing but maybe I mean you know you don't get to see who these guys are unless they get a damn opportunity now you know without the preseason yeah you've seen that you know no a lot of not a lot of UDFAs are making the roster right a lot of sixth and seventh round guys are getting cut I mean nobody gets to see these guys in action. I mean, we talked about how, you know, Eckler, you know, never would have been on the, you know, we've talked about that. So it's, it's, it's very interesting that bears find themselves in a position where now you're sitting here going, wow, is this a great draft or did we just get really young, really fast? I think we got two first round picks in the second round and I'll, I'll die on the L. We'll see. No, I, mean, I, just, I can't wait to watch Commander. I, am, I that want that. Over. I've been like, saying that, but. Pace is so due, you know, to, to hit like that. So, you know, and I mean, let's be, you know, like we, we, we do this with Pace and everybody does it with Pace. GMs, it's about 60-40. Like the best GMs are probably 65-35 on the, on the hit rate, you know, of, of their picks. Like, you know, so it's not, let's, let's not, let's call a spade a spade. You know, he's had his hits. He's had his misses. Um, had you his know, late round gems. Yes. He's had his Eddie Jackson's. He's had his, his yeah. production. You know, he's had, I mean, you know, Charles Leno, um, maybe uh, Arlington Hambright who found himself on the 53 seventh round pick out of Colorado, you know, um, could, could be a guy. Pace isn't the boy wonder Theo Epstein was when he first jumped on the scene, okay? No. But he no. he has come in. He has helped put things in place to change the culture of this team. This team was in a pretty bad spot. When he when he came in, he, he was able to put the pieces in place to get this team on in the right path in the locker room. We became competitive faster than we thought. And we yes. thought we did. We tur- yes. Things turned around quicker than we thought when Nagy got here. Things and Mac. Down to earth. We had a last place schedule. We we played our last place schedule very well. Things kind of flipped the script, and then we we're playing a first place schedule. Came back down to earth. Now it, it is actually good for a young team to have experience the highs, the lows. Now, and I think they're ready. I mean, all we need is a quarterback. Exactly. I think we can have we can have one hell of a season. It's just it, it, you know it's cool. I think that. These guys that we drafted in a in a draft that we were very thin on picks um, are now going to contribute right away. You know, uh, they have to contribute right away. I, I did not. I, I, I thought Komet would. I thought Jalen Johnson would. Um, you know, those are your two first round picks in the second round, right? And Darnell Mooney looks like he's going to have a spot. Darnell himself. Mooney. 
Um, I'm liking Darnell Mooney, man. I've heard Deshaun Jackson comparisons, but he could end up being like if like a Johnny Knox too. We don't know. Like uh, he's fast, man. Uh, um, His first step. Well, RJ, RJ, uh, Chicago Sports says, do you think Mooney has quick intact? I think he's going to get snaps. I mean, the, the question I have is, okay, so you're... Is Mitch going to be throwing that deep ball? We need there's him to that. There's that, but I think I, my question is his formations, right? Like, you know, what... What formations are they going to run? So so what opportunities are there going to be? You're going to be in a lot of two tight end sets. You run out of guys pretty quick, right? You have a single back. You yeah, have you know, right. it can be a Robin right. Miller on the end. Right. Hit him in waves. But, but that's the question. Is So is is Ginn going to get a lot of snaps? Well, Nagy likes is, to rotate those guys, though. So. He does, which scares me a lot. Like, you know, because I, cause I, like, I hope that and this is something that I think was very important. Mitch kind of slid in there when he was talking about the new offense. He said that they are they have built things to their personnel, and Nagy and Laser both talked about that, right? That 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 We've that's been, that. <laughs> been in the mix is that you cannot you can no longer try to force these square pegs into round holes, and you got to go shoot talent. That's right, and so so I think Mitch, you know, Mitch kind of let that go a little bit. I mean, he didn't give away too much, but they asked him, "What are you excited about about this new offense? About what you're able to do in it, you know, and these different things?" And obviously, he talked about the weapons, the tight ends, but he talked about having more speed. That has to be Mooney. I mean, and I think a little bit has to be Ginn. I mean, Ginn is still fast. So you can't really I'm sorry, man. The chat, the catch. comment section, all meat, no potatoes. How you guys doing? How's it going, man? Yeah, what's <laughs> up, all meat, no potatoes on YouTube? Oh, tighten, tighten up. Tighten up. That's the wrong Tighten one. up. What's that about? What's that about? What's that about? Oh, hey, pause. 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 <laughs> You can see Mooney taking that role. That's that. Uh, the Taylor Gabriel, Taylor Gabriel role. role. Yeah. I Did just you? I'm I'm worried about snaps. Yeah, and Furry's rough on rookie answer. receivers. So we'll, we'll right. see. But you, I mean, I think that he seems to he seems to have just stepped right in there. He's confident. Like he he's very confident. He doesn't we need, seem. We to need be, Mitch's confidence to match that confidence. Because right. Mitch is capable of throwing the deep ball. He he can. It just – we need – Yeah, he just hasn't really – I mean, you know, he did have – I mean, in 2018, he did – you know, he was tied for first in the uh-huh. in the league and passes that travel over 50 yards in the air. He's gets capable of. And one of the things he mentioned that he felt like he needed to prove to them was that he can make that outside-the-numbers throw. And and we've mentioned this before. Many people mention it. It's not some earth-shattering analysis, but having big bodies like those tight ends that will at least occupy somebody on some seam and you know flat routes is just—it's going to be a huge deal. Like it is. I don't care if Jimmy Graham is the new Jimmy Graham or the old Jimmy Graham or somewhere in between. Just his mere presence on the field as some kind of a threat is such a difference from last year. It is going to have great impact, you know. 
Um, it, it just can't not. Um, and I think it's going to help the running game. It's going to help the passing game. It's going to help a lot. And and we and we said before, you saw Mitch do pretty well with Trey Burton when he was in there and he was healthy. Yeah, and you're getting two of the you're getting two guys of higher quality to start against the Lions. Saw Mitch with Zach Miller too. Ted in the chat says, "Who do you guys open against?" We open against the Lions on the road uh, in Detroit. So um, a place where Mitch has played very well, and Nagy said that that did not play into the decision-making process. Do you believe that? Like, do you believe that? I I do believe that it didn't play into Mm -hmm. it because as a coach, you don't think about those things. You just worry about, you know, getting your guys ready because every game's different. Every team, every year's different. Just because we beat the Lions the last four times does not mean that – it's a guaranteed win. It's You're right, Ted. That's a win for the Bears. It's I mean, we're going to call it. Win. We're going to call it. I mean, what's the difference between an empty Ford field and a Ford field with a bunch of Lions fans with bags on their heads? Like, really nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, I was just I mean, about to say Lions aren't – they're not having fans in the stands, are they? No. There are some stadiums that did announce they're going to have between – some stadiums 2,500, 6,000 I've seen. A couple places, um, you know, are going to have some. So that would be interesting to see how that how that all plays out. But back, you know, uh, back to the roster, is anybody else jump out at you that's that made it or didn't make it? Not really. I think it's pretty much – like the biggest one that – for me, it was like we said, we talked about it already. So, because your hatred's so deep. No, I, I am surprised. You know, if Alex, if Alex Bars shows up and plays well, I am for it. I mean, he's got he's got Jason Spriggs there too, though. And to kind of to kind of uh, offer that question, RJ asked the question: Who, who do you guys think a, a sleeper player this year is going to be? Some guy that's going to just kind of surprise people. Jared, yeah, pick, pick one from uh, offense Kindle and defense. Kindle, okay. Anybody from offense? The, Mooney. Okay. I think you could have a couple of games where he just flashes and explodes. Honestly, I think the biggest breakout player is going to be Anthony Miller, though. I really think this is the year. So, think, yeah, but I, I don't think, know if he's not a sleeper. I think if Eddie is going to make a big difference on the on the line. I like that call. I hope, so. I hope I hope to damn so. Like we need that, and that's a big dude. Like he's gonna he's gonna move some guys. Like I I'm definitely I, I like that. I, I like how that's looking right now. I mean, it'd be hard to 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 look worse at right guard than what they showed last year. Well, um, I, had to, I had to pick a guy on defense. I'll, I'll go with Roy Rob. I Ooh, like that too. I like that pick. Guy in the, he's in a contract year. Um, you know, he's had, he's made some plays. I mean, he's a guy who he could be the Nick Williams of this year, right? Nick Williams found his way to six sacks. Uh, who's Nick Williams with now? Nick Williams is in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, Nick Williams is in Detroit. So um as far as <laughs> my sleepers go, just because I feel like I gotta pick Different guys, um, you know, I, I will say that I think Tariq is going to have a bounce back year this year. Um, I, I, I like his chances to kind of make some noise. Now I'm worried about his snaps, but I think, you know, it's kind of weird to call Tariq a sleeper, but I kind of feel like 
you know, it's might be last year. That's a good call. Yeah, um, I like that. And then you know, on the defense, you know, just kind of kind of pick somebody that that maybe you know hasn't really been talked about. I like. I think Travis Gibson might be a guy who who sneaks his way onto the field a little more than than we thought. You know, I liked what he said about how he's really been uh, soaking up knowledge from Tariq, right? Uh, from, from Khalil, you know, and I, I just, I think that, you know, I think I, I, he's big, man. I mean, it's our 99th episode. That's number 99. I mean, that's, that's my pick. I like Travis Gibson. I like, he's a big dude. He's got that bend. He looks aggressive. Like his tape looks strong. I think that's another guy. We didn't talk about him, but that's another draft pick that I think is going to, Really, this, could be, this could be the year that people look back at the draft that Ryan Pace had and been like, "Wow, he really killed it." Well, you know, and he needs it, man. I mean, he yeah, needs he a draft. He needs a draft. Ted says Tariq is a beast. He just needs to be used correctly. He's so good. I agree. I mean, people people were, I think, you know, I mean, we've given Tariq a lot of shit about oh. running out of bounds, but yeah, if Tariq starts running with a purpose like he did in college and he stops trying to hit home runs every play, yeah, he can do some damage. He just, I think, and he seemed motivated, man. He said he he brought up his off season issues. Or, sorry, this is in season issues last year and how he wasn't as prepared as he should have been. And so, yeah, I expect. I, I can see him having a big year. Absolutely. I mean, you know, he he's got, he's going to get the ball, uh, I think. But I, like I said, I, I think with these tight ends in the mix, that may cut it down, and that's okay. Like I don't think he needs to be like it was not necessarily a good thing for us that he was targeted, you know, over a hundred no. times last year. Less is more with him sometimes. You know, yeah, it was the, it was the type of targets he was getting to. I mean, he was right. getting the ball thrown behind now, him with two guys in front of him. Volume, you know? yeah. Bailouts, and he's you yeah. know he's going backwards or he's running for his life. And you know, I mean, you know, he said his you know, maybe his conditioning was right previous off season. He, we also he was, got if we if we're in double tight end sets, we got guys that can keep the defense honest too and keep that pressure off of him. I mean, right. it's going to be a different ball. He's going to benefit from that, so he may not yep. get the the volume. But his quality of carries and touches, I think, is going to be a lot higher because you just cannot key on him. Last year, everybody knew you key on him, you key on Robinson. That's it. I mean, that's all you have to do. There's nobody else you have to worry about. Now, Miller came back and had, had a nice finish up to the season, and you know, and he kind of became that third weapon, and that was great for us. But with no tight ends, still, you know, that was a problem. So, you know, now – I mean, again, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I don't. I don't. I'm not sitting here trying to tell anybody that this offense is going to be like, you know, uh, 30 points a game or something like that. I don't think that. But I just, I just know for a fact that they've upgraded at, in key areas. Now the running I, I back. Think it, I think it easily could be if the, if there's a quarterback that steps in this year and steps the hell up. I, I think they they could they have the weapons to do that. And if David, Mon- I mean, like, let's just let's just pray to little eight pound baby Jesus that David Montgomery is just wasn't as bad as all that. Like it just it wasn't nobody. There's been no information about it. You know, I think it was they tried, uh, to, they tried Dickerson. To yeah. yeah, Dickerson came in came in a little sly with it. You know, kind of saying what everybody says. I mean, here's what I'm saying. Like everybody wants to talk shit about Bears Twitter, but literally every single thing that's on Bears Twitter ends up in those press conferences. <laughs> Every single thing. 
<laughs> and it doesn't all just come from the brains of those reporters. Yeah, okay? but no, nobody asked how it leaked, how the decision leaked. I asked Patrick Finley to ask that. Like, ask, how did it get out of the Pentagon? Like, seriously. Well, like, you, what do you think they're going to say? Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's, you know, you, you, you're going to ask you need to ask a question they're going to answer. Right. I mean, but he, but he came, you know, kind of sly with it and was like, you know, yo, is is the lack of moves at running back? Can we assume a confidence? And now he's like, yeah, I know what you're trying to do, but it was like the rock thing. Uh, no comment. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> like you we know, like I mean, so room. yes, I mean, that comes back to that. And so I am, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try for a minute to change my tone on Ryan Nall, and okay. It's not going to last long, but he's probably the most well-rounded guy behind Montgomery. That's the thing. I here's what I think I I know about Ryan Nall versus Artavis Pierce, who obviously I think has a flashier tape than Ryan Nall. Though Ryan Nall, mm-hmm. you know, Probably. Ryan Nall has good tape no. yeah. at Oregon State. I mean, you know, he, he definitely has some good tape, and and he's a guy that people said. You know he should he should play on Sunday when he was at Oregon State. You know, um, which is pretty good for a white running back from Oregon State. Uh, I'll be honest, but he I think he can pass protect. I don't know about a rookie running back pass protecting. And you and you again when you're in twelve. That was even, one of the knocks on Pierce on his scouting report too: pass protection and right. and some receiving. So. And when you're in the two tight end set and both tight ends go out into routes the back might have to stay in and protect you know like um or at least chip and then go out into the flat right so you've got to be able to do that um and so i mean i think there's a comfort level there uh and and i think that's what ultimately won him the job uh boren cholo says no confidence in running backs except for montgomery and i get that I mean, I, I hear you, man. I, I agree. I think I feel the same way. I, I don't. I have... feel about that one running back wearing an eighty-four. Man, that's what we were screaming for them to bring in, like the, all every running back that became yeah. available. We're like, bring everybody. We're in. like, bring in anybody. Kareth White. Well, and and yeah, Kareth uh, White. Yes. Yes, Kareth White. You know, Florida Atlantic speedster that was on our practice squad, and we wanted to get it. I didn't see we him signed by anybody, but yeah, I, I I would like to see him back. Yeah, I mean, he may end up back on the Steelers practice squad again. Um, I did think it was kind of odd that there aren't a lot of running backs on our practice squad. I mean, I think it's just Artavis Pierce, right? I don't think there's anybody even yeah. else on the practice squad, which is kind of interesting. So that's another thing that sort of leads you to, to think that Montgomery's um, that's fluid. That's fluid. We'll see. Yes, it's fluid. It's fluid. But you know, there's there's going to be moves made. As if the initial fifty three is is far from what ends up being the you know the the fifty three usually uh, closer to game day, but. As far as Corderell, dude, who knows? That's just where they're hiding him on the roster, man. I think he needed to refine his running back skills. That's why he worked at it. He's still going to be lined up at receiver, wherever Nagy wants him, and he's still going to be a hell of a player on special teams. So Yeah, that's what we know. He's going to be the best gunner in the league. He's going to be the best kick returner in the league. And whatever else he gives us. He's going to be a gadget guy. Wherever they need him to line up, he can line up. You know, but so let's say let's say that Montgomery is out, right? Who who do you say gets the most carries, the most action in that scenario? 
it might um, Ryan off for me, man. Uh, if if it's gonna be the, the, have to carry most of the workload running back, I would pick Null out of this group and Tariq as the change of pace guy. But that's that's just me. What do, what about you, Jeff? I think it, it's gonna. First of all, it would depend a lot on game flow and where we're at. If we're leading, if we're behind, you know, I think you get more. You would get more Tariq say if we're ahead and you know throwing the ball and things like that but well, if, we, if we're in a run mode i would say Nall or Patterson Lamar, Lamar Miller and Daniel sure yeah Morantolo in the chat on Twitter says they should pick up Lamar Miller release from the Patriots i i just have a hard time seeing the 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 Bears at this point picking up a lot of offensive skill position guys because just because it's so difficult for them to learn the system yeah. at this point. Like I just I just have a hard time seeing it at this point. Like um unless it's the guy that they feel knows the system. Right. I, you know, Spencer Ware out there, you know, I don't know how well he knows it. I mean it's obviously yeah. different now. I mean Foles even talked about that today. Foles, you know, said it was more of an adjustment than than he than he necessarily anticipated because of the strange circumstances of him coming in and and you had all these new coaches who you know I mean ultimately it was a process that was challenging you know and, and he thought he had a good camp and but if that guy if Foles feels you know and obviously the quarterback's different than the receiver but but we've seen that this is complicated for receivers to crack this lineup. And you we know, need to we need to finally see. And and I, ho- I, ho- I hope I hope we get a clear picture of what our identity on offense and in the run game that's, is this season. That's we, the biggest yeah, thing. well, that's, that's the biggest thing. And 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 your and your fear or everybody's fear, I think, as a Bears fan, is oh crap! Now Nagy's going to have the perfect excuse to throw the ball 45, 50 times, right? Because he doesn't feel mm-hmm. great about the running back. I'm just hoping to God that they have redone this thing. You know, and we see an offense that is geared towards running the ball. And no, that doesn't mean Mitch running the ball. Like, you know, our, our, our boy DeBlog said that this only works if Mitch goes back to running the ball and using his legs. I don't know why you're referencing him anyway. He's a playwright well, from New York, dude. He just, yeah, he, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I'm I, just saying, like, that. I don't, I, I thought the point was worth shooting down because I think there are people that still think that that that's what Mitch needs to become is is this you know I don't even I don't think it's disrespectful to Lamar Jackson but for him to become a quote unquote running quarterback I don't think that's the case I don't think that's what he needs to do he needs to learn how to sit in a, a real pocket and and deliver uh, the passes that need to get delivered. I often wondered about that last year with him. You know, he didn't run as much. We we all talked about it. It's like, well, and then we're all screaming, why isn't he running? Why isn't he running? Why isn't he running? You know, maybe, just maybe that it's a good thing that he didn't run last year. Maybe getting that shell-shocked and passing all the time and seeing coverages, seeing how they played him, Maybe he, maybe he benefits from that this year. And he well, he, he was experience. injured, and the year before he got knocked the hell out. Basically, he got his shoulder popped out. Right. You know what I mean? So he, he was just—I think he was just a little more cautious, just because of the injury. You're going to see him be a little more aggressive with that this year. But I think the the biggest thing I want to see is we heard a lot about Juan Castillo and his and why Nagy brought him in. 
if the running game's clicking, Nagy will stick with it more. That's just how he is. If something's not working, he goes away from it very fast. And, that's and something... you know, people complain about, oh, we're not running, we're not running. You're going to run more when you're winning. We need to get ahead <laughs> to, to establish a run game also. Yeah, and I think and Mitch talked about that. you got to score when you're in the red zone, which they had a terrible time at. And those and tight ends third, are going to do Third down. Yeah. Like, that... Third down. And what we need is Nagy to feel good about running on third down if they need to do that. Well, and I think about that Eagles game last year. Whenever we had like four cracks at the one and then there was a penalty, so we got it first and goal again at the one and we barely scored. It was just like, this should not be this much of a struggle. We got James Daniels looking like the Hulk. Daniels came in looking like the Hulk. You got a Fetty. It's just a little bit bigger than Kyle Long, actually. Might be starting to get that push up the middle. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's time, man. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so, man. I really hope that that um, you know this this really works out. I mean, you know, I I, I want to believe, I want to believe in their moves. I want to believe in their players, man. I mean, it, it's get, it's put up or shut up time. Like I, I, you know, like we want to believe, um, you know that that you know what Ted says. Juan Castillo, great offensive line coach, another former Andy Reid guy. Yes, my I brother doesn't feel true. that way about Juan Castillo when he was in Buffalo. There's a lot of people that don't feel that way about yeah, Juan right. Castillo. The, the flip side of the Juan Castillo coin is that dude was basically unemployed last year. So like, I, I want to believe. Everything I hear about Juan Castillo, but just like with... I, I like what I heard at, from the interviews, man. He seems like a yeah. guy that inspires guys, definitely. No, and yeah. I really hope that there's a checks and balance system in place for when Matt Nagy takes the play sheet and kind of just starts right. chucking it all over the place. Hopefully there's a check and balance that says, hey, you need to remember that you need to run the football a little bit, you know? I don't well, want to hear so, more. You know, and we'll, we'll we, uh, hopefully that will be uh, something where a voice in Nagy's ear matters more, right? Now that right. DeFlippo and Laser are in his ear, I don't think Nagy was listening to to Helfrich at all. Like, no. I don't, I don't think he, I don't think those guys were together in any sense. I don't think he's standing him. I think there was a lot of, uh, you know, butting heads, maybe not straight up butting heads, but I think Nagy was really, I think when Mitch started flailing, Nagy went into his own little world. And with he, Childress. Yeah, with Childress, Childress, exactly. With weird, what the hell is Childress, like what the hell was that? And Rags and Helfrich and Heesan were like on the outside, and it was like Nagy was in the lab with all his play sheets on the wall, like putting pins and shit, and like, if I can just, you know, like, you know, I mean, he was trying to unlock dude, like, you know, like, like, uh, like Nikola Tesla, like, you know, just trying to make something happen, and it didn't work, and I think... You know, so like I hope to God that that laser is gonna say like you know be in his ear, and, and we've talked about maybe the play calling could switch at some point, and we'll never know because right. it'll all come out of the booth. I, I don't know, but I just hope because what we need to happen is what happened for the Vikings. We talked about that, but we need that to happen. We need them to to change to a system that allows. The quarterback who has talent, and yes, Kirk Cousins has talent, as much as it hurts me to say that, um, 
that, you know, he's in a system where he can maximize that talent. You know, and I don't think Nagy's completely changing his system. And I don't think Mitch is going to become a running quarterback. I don't think Mitch is going to run for 500 yards. Um, but I think, you know. <laughs> I would venture to say if he runs for 500 yards, we're not having a, a necessarily great season. Yeah. I, I, mean, don't, I don't think that. What? Well, you think if he runs for well, I mean, yeah, I don't know if I, I, I just feel like if 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 and we don't know, but my my knee jerk would be to say that if he has to run that much, that something's gone wrong. Yes, our running back room has, although they like it, hasn't produced again. That's where I would be worried at. I wouldn't be too worried if he ran for five hundred yards. Depending on how the season goes, that could be a good thing. I mean, that's not a ton. I you know. I, you know the, I mean, it's pretty good for a Bears quarterback. It is. I saw some people out there saying that that now you know because this is what this is what we also like to do is like we are putting criteria of success on Mitch. Like not only do the Bears have to win, they have to do X, Y, and Z. They have to you know he has to be beat Eric Kramer's numbers and blah 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 blah. Just win fucking games, man. Just be I don't, consistent, man. Uh, yeah, like yeah. I don't care if he, I don't care if he ends up being Tebow. You know, if they win, if they win twelve games, I don't care how they do it. Like I really don't. If we if we run the ball like crazy, that would be great. Bears fans would love that. You know, I mean, we we all think that David Montgomery is a pretty good player. I don't know if he's a great player. I think he could um, be. I don't. I, well, I don't know. Great. I would say he can be a solid guy. That's where I would have liked to have seen Adrian Peterson get signed for us, just because of that leadership he could he could help a guy like David Montgomery be like, hey, see where you missed this, this, and this. You know. I mean, I, 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 the leadership. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I don't want to get to the off field shit. But if you beat the shit out of your kids, fuck you as a leader. You know what I mean? Sorry, well, I'll, I'll just say that. So, <laughs> man, I, that's just my. No, I, I, yeah, I feel you on that. I mean, I don't love Adrian Peterson in any way. As a football I mean, player, as a football player, but I, but what Montgomery needs to see is a put your foot in the ground and one yeah. cut go hit hit the hole, and and that's what Fournette is. That's what Adrian Peterson is. That's you know, um, you know, that is now what Cohen is. Um, Ryan Nall's not a super shifty guy. Ryan Nall's a you know he's pretty big back that that hits the whole pause hard. Um, you know so so you know I don't know I, I like I like Montgomery's chances to have a good season. The injury you know kind of scared me again. We don't know how how uh, serious it is, um, but but he's a guy that you know by all accounts should have an improved season. You know, I could see uh, 1,100 yards, 1,200 yards out of him. I hope they can figure out how to get him the ball in the passing game. We haven't had a 1,000-yard um, rusher in three years. Yeah, we've come close, but not quite gotten there, right? Like yeah. Jordan Howard was, Jordan Howard was on the source. Yeah. So yeah. let's get into the matchup. Okay. We're playing the Lions. Yeah, man, they uh, – Stafford was playing well under Bevel until he got hurt, but I, I think their O-line, it, we could exploit the hell out of it. The right side of that offensive line is just ready to get torched. Um, oh, and they just paid dude, right? They just gave uh, old boy a new contract, the guy that Khalil 
threw around like a rag doll. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, so you got, I think Carrion Johnson's a little beat up. DeAndre Swift, they brought in AP. They got Scarborough at uh, running back. Any any of their weapons on offense scare you guys? We got Marvin Jones, Amadola's back, Hawkinson. Think there's anything to worry about? Galladay is, is a top flight receiver. Um, I, I think he's I think he scares me. I think <laughs> Marvin Jones is is definitely a guy that can hurt you. Um, you know, it's got the number two matchup. The number two receiver versus our number two corner is going to be very interesting. It could very well tell the tale of the whole game. But their O line is tr- well. It was trash last year, so. <laughs> Right. I mean, what what we need to have happen is that they are hitting Stafford early and often, and I think that's going to happen. Like, I think he's going to be running for his life from from Jump Street. Like, I just I don't. The guy coming off of a back injury too that was pretty brutal last year. Correct. Yes, he I broke mean... his damn back. Like, you know, I mean, it wasn't. You know, he he obviously. He obviously recovered from it, but there was a you know a little bit of a time where it was like, what is going on with dude? Like, yep. you know, uh, he's not a young player. So I, I just feel like what I see happening is Robert Quinn, Akeem Hicks, and Khalil Mack having a freaking field day. Now, you know what you hope is that somehow they're not able to to run the ball. Um, you know, because I feel like Eddie being out still, I mean, say what you want, but Eddie being out for the run games going to be tough, at least initially. It is, but what we have never seen yet is the bookend pass rushers with Khalil or for, I mean, damn, when was the last time we had bookend pass rushers? Eddie also never oh, really recovered from that Raiders game. We were hoping no, I he agree. did this year. He was playing off the right. off the line a little bit off after that. Off the line, couldn't yeah. fight off a cut block. So I was really, so, I was really looking forward to seeing if he got that out of his head. You know what I mean? Because it, it, it did affect us for the rest of the season. Absolutely, I, did. I just think, I just think that that it's going to be so nasty. I do worry a little bit about because Fuller likes to keep on his one side, you know, so he's not always going to be matched up against the best receiver. Um, you know, I worry about that a little bit. I think what's an interesting question is, is it's going to be funny, and I've seen this mentioned, that if Akuda is not playing and Jalen Johnson is, right? I mean, this is, you know, Detroit's big big genius move, right? Like they, you know, they, they, they got rid of Slay, who's, a, you know, Pro Bowl level corner, and they, and they bring in Akuda with, you know, whatever, like the fourth or fifth pick in the draft. Well, they brought in Desmond Trufant and Jamie Collins also. And I think uh, Danny Shelton. They're going to be and Nick Nick Williams. Their pass rush was non-existent last year, and I don't know that it got a lot better. I like I like I I do like Jamie Collins though. He's a hell of a. But he's not a pass rusher, really. Mm. Is he? He can be. Yeah, but I don't see them. I mean, it's like he he. I I don't see him being. They were the thirty-first ranked defense in the league, so right. This is setting up pretty good for us. You would yes. think. I mean, and, and obviously, we've been here before, though. Yeah. I mean, listen, we haven't won. A, Nagy hasn't yet to win a first game of the season yet. Was it Blau last year? We were like, oh, yeah, we got that. And then he comes in and we're like, oh. 
We haven't won the first game of the season in a long time, right? No, but remember we thought we had it because Stafford was out. We yes, thought we were going to roll. Yes, and all of a sudden it was like 60-yard bomb. It was – well, and, yeah. and weird – I mean, let's be honest. We've seen plenty of weird-ass games in Detroit. Like, you know, yeah. they usually – around Thanksgiving, I mean, you know, obviously that was, you know, that whole uh, however many games in such a short stretch of days and whatever, but – you never know what can happen. I mean, they, you know, it's yeah, you know, it's like you know, that's why they play the games. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. you know, I don't think anybody on the Bears is chalking this up as oh, it's easy. It's Detroit. Um, you know, Detroit needs to come out and and win this game just as much as the Bears do. I just think that that pass rush, man. I just feel like I'm so excited for this turnover. I think it's going to be. That's where like, it's going to be fun. I think I think Quinn and Mac are just going to have a party, uh, and they're going to meet at the quarterback. Like, it's just going to be like Marshawn Lynch just pounding oh, one through a motherfucking video. face. So what, what do you guys got for a score prediction for the game? Whew. The Bears eclipsed that magic number of 24. Mm. Does the defense score? I believe so. Yes, sir. I believe it's going to be a scoop and score. Ooh. Who, who you like well, to get? Bears that? 28. Mm-hmm. Lions 17. Nice. I got, I, got tw- I got 28, 10 Bears. <clears throat> I think that – I think the defense is going to score twice. Oh. I think Eddie they're going to get it. I think they're going to – I think Khalil Mack is going to come out like a house on fire. Like in the first game against the when he came in with the Bears and he is going to get a strip sack and score and I also think that they're gonna uh, pull a little pick six on Old Stafford. So I am thinking that because of that, I think the offense will be good enough. I don't think it's gonna be like amazing, but I do think that they'll move the ball. I think they'll play respectively. But I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with 35 to 13. 13. 13. Bears. There you go. 35, 13 bears. Ted had a question. Yeah. yeah. How many? Yes, uh, how many yards are we gonna hold AP to? I don't. You think he's gonna get a bunch of carries? 30 yards. Yeah. If he's I, even the feature, if he's the feature back, I mean, there to go. If, 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 I'd be surprised if he. The best thing about a rental in this situation is you can run him into the ground. Oh, if, yeah. If they're, they're like, we've got him for one year. Let's run him into the ground, basically. So if they start him 45, 50 yards, 50 I yards. I just don't think they're going to, I don't think he's going like, to be the starter. Like I just be surprised. I'd be surprised if he even gets in. You know, gets gets in the game, like in snaps. I mean, Carry on Johnson's not hasn't been listed as injured. Did you see anywhere, Brian? It's just I just heard he was swift. a little banged up. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe, but you know, I just I'd be shocked. I mean, it it, it you know you your negative Bears side of you, you know, of course thinks oh well you know just knowing the Bears like Adrian Peterson will have some ridiculous comeback game against us um but i just don't i just don't see it i mean like i just think this defense is going to be so nasty like i I, i'm just that's what i'm saying is like i feel like 
I feel like that pass rush is just going to kill Stafford. Oh, it's going to be vicious, man. So what do, what do you guys got kind of for right now, knowing who the quarterback is, what do we think for season record? Uh, mine is pinned the twi- the top of my Twitter feed. I've fought the urge to change it, but I kept it. 12 and 4. That's that's a bold bold prediction, Cotton. Let's see how it uh, plays out. Uh, works out for him. Four, win the division, and maybe win a playoff game. Hopefully, that'd be great. I'm afraid to to make. I mean, I made a bold prediction about them in 18. Um, I'm afraid to be as bold this year. I'm sticking with my 10 and six. I'm worried because. The Titans, who are on our schedule, just got Jadavian Clowney. Um, who I'm not, I mean, I think it helps them. I mean, you know, Vic Beasley is going to be a big question mark for them. The Titans fans are acting like like they just added Khalil Mack. It's like relax, like you didn't, you didn't, you know, like he's good. You paid fifteen million dollars for a rental of Clowney, who had three sacks last year and thirty pressures. So relax, but. I think it improves their team overall. It's a guy you've got to worry about. The 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 Buccaneers added Fournette. Um, you know, I think that makes them better. I didn't have them necessarily beating the Bucks. Um, you know, that's so really I'm I'm still ahead. sticking with ten and six. I can't really see anything that's happened over the last little while that's really going to improve that for me in terms of who they picked up or where they've been, you know, um, where they've headed or where, where, what things look like. I mean, that's just kind of how I feel. Um, Brian, I hope we get enough games and to have the, the prediction come close. Um, we'll see what happens with COVID, but, uh, I was initially going to go nine and seven. It, it could easily, as easily go seven and nine. But I'm, I'm with you. I, I think ten and six is is realistic. That's if Mitch can, if, if if Mitch can take that next step, then it could be Jerry. You could be accurate with that. But I think ten and six is a, is a solid. I drank all the Kool Aid. It was great. Hey man, dude, <laughs> I'm here for it. If they go to and four, refreshed. Yeah. Well, so the one thing I think is that. I think Foles, if he let's say Foles is the just the backup for most of the year, right? I think he helps Mitch more than Chase did. Chase didn't have any damn experience. I mean, Chase is like, you know, uh, uh, and uh, he helps him from the aspect that he <laughs> it has to be fired under his ass or he's going to get replaced. Well, there's that's the twofold of it. One, he's a good dude and he's going to help him because he's 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 just that guy and he really honestly just wants the team to do well but two i mean as much as mitch wants to say he's not looking over his shoulder he does know that it's not like chase chase is you know like this is nick Foles. he'll come in you know it doesn't matter chase this guy can replace you right so there is that motivation again it's like and that's why this is fine like if you, so, you give Mitch this shot. He he, you know, God forbid, he doesn't do great. He doesn't look great. You know, hopefully they still figure out a way to win some games. But let's say they're two and two after these first four games, and and Mitch has not looked great, right? Then you know maybe you make a change. I mean, they have a late bye this year, right? So I, I hope that they don't. You know, go with the whole like bye week. You know, wait till the bye week kind of thing because we've never done particularly well on the bye with Nagy. But no, 
So you, you, Mitch has earned this shot, right? He's earned this opportunity to prove everybody wrong, to change his narrative, right? Or prove a lot of people right, as as Nagy said. Um, so you give, you give him that shot. If it doesn't work out, Foles comes in. Hopefully he has his Foles magic. If that doesn't work out, then we say adios to Mitch. We got Foles as a steady backup or a bridge, and 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 we, you know, yeah, it sucks. We're back to the drawing board, I suppose, to a certain degree. But we've been in way worse places as Bears fans than having Nick Foles as a quarterback. I would like to see them bring in a young kid on the practice squad to develop yes. over a guy like Tyler Bree, though. I really, but not would. Josh Rosen. I was gonna ask. I, you, I would take you, Rosen on the practice you, squad. Yeah. No. On the practice squad. I just I don't know how, how worthwhile the practice squad is going to be this year. Uh, you, like, you your practice squad is going to be. He's still fairly young. I, I, I don't know. Anthony Gordon. I, I would take a kid to develop on the practice squad. I just think in this year of this COVID year with the, you know, I don't know if this is the year that they really have the opportunity to do that that much. I'm just saying, like, you didn't draft one. Bring one in. Bring a kid. To yeah, the no. He, Ted, Ted points out that Rosen went to the Bucks. He, yes, he did. Yeah, but uh, but it was another thing where you know everybody bears, 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 bears. I mean, it, yes, he went to the Bucks, and, and and that I think is a good fit. I, I don't like Rosen. I never liked him. I don't understand what people with the kid, but to bring him on to the practice squad to de- try to get a de- to develop him a little bit, I, I would be down for that. I think we should we should have definitely taken a young guy instead of Bray. And brought him in trying to go. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, but right now, you know, both the seventh round guys look like offensive linemen. Lachavius Simmons is on the practice squad. Uh, Hambritz, you know, right now he's on the roster. Uh, Born Cholo says he's fine with 10 and Foles back of insurance. That's what Foles is. He's oh, an insurance. I'm, I'm not talking about on the, the 53. Yeah. I'm talking about bringing oh, him down the practice squad and developing him instead of letting Tyler Bray just rot there. They don't ever go to Bray. No, they're never going to go to Bray. I right. mean, like, You saw, I was shocked. The 49ers kept three quarterbacks. Kevin White, because, you know, as Bears fans, we follow every ex-Bear. Kevin White didn't make the 53. He did end up on the practice squad. But even with all their banged-up receivers and guys going out, J.J. Nelson went out. I mean, they're in rough shape at receiver. They kept three quarterbacks. And they kept Mullins and uh, C.J. Beathard. Which is weird. Like, I mean, I guess they maybe I don't know. That's they thought they the dudes would get scooped up. I suppose. I mean, I would scoop up. I would scoop up either one of those guys to be on my practice squad. Mullins or Bethard be an yeah. upgrade over Bray. So that's probably why they did it is to protect him. But that's, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they probably figure screw it. We're just going to run the ball. But now, you know, I mean, they're not going to talk about Forty Nine too much. I thought that was interesting. Now, what are you guys doing? Um, what are you guys doing for being that we're not going to be able to like tell, tailgate live? What, what's what's the food spread going to be for this game here? I'm going to be at work. Are you? <laughs> yes. Uh, that sucks. So I'm going to have to try to sneak it, listen to it, do it. What did I do on a Sunday? When right. I work every other weekend, you got to do what you got to do. So I'm going wings. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I, I, I haven't really thought about it that much. I feel like that plan is going to come come to come into shape uh, as the week goes on. I mean, we we got football on Thursday, boys. I know. I'm excited, man. 
that's going to be crazy. Like, I don't know. I feel like I might cry when football comes on. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, even though it's the, it's the, as Waddle calls it, the son of a Mitch Bowl, um, <laughs> because it's Watson who, yes, Watson. You know what? Shout out to Deshaun Watson for getting that contract. I'm not bitter at him at all. That was I'm mad man, about that. Wanted him, man. I I, oh, I'm mad. I'm still mad we don't have him, but I, yeah. but I'm happy as hell for that dude. He deserves it. Yeah, he's a good dude. His whole family on the Zoom. That was awesome. Like, what a what a great story. Like Tony Dungy helping him get like like a Habitat for Humanity house when he's a kid, and then it was more fun, right? Yeah, was uh, I think Dungy was involved though, right? I'm not um, sure. I know Dunn had the that was building the house yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So you know, like uh, NFL coaches and players involved in building a family, a home, like a Habitat for Humanity type of a situation. Deshaun Watson benefits from that, changes his life, and now he's a quarterback for the Texans and gets this big contract. Like that's that's amazing. That's an amazing story. Like I wish it was our story. But it's so awesome for him, and I'm rooting for that guy. You know, like, and I put it out there on Twitter. I put a poll out there that said, "Who would you rather have, Nagy, Fold slash Trubisky?" This was before the competition was over, and our defense, or would you have Bill O'Brien, who mm. you know everybody's laughing, laughing, laughing at him for being a you know a wild GM and a, and a you know kind of a sketchy coach. But you have Deshaun, and you get the Texans. And this was like, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know if I agree with the Bears fans on this. It was 70% to keep the Bears side of things. I'm, taking that, I'm taking that quarterback. Uh, you got rid of, you got rid of his wide receiver there. His number one wide receiver. And he's a sitting duck sometimes with that offensive line. That offensive line can be brutal. It's true, and it's weird that they that they that they picked up, uh, you know, uh, our boy uh, Gas Mask. Uh, uh, oh. I can't think of his oh, name. Oh, Tunsil, yeah, Tunsil, that was, yeah. That was, that was the best draft video ever. That dude was getting ripped. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Tunsil, Tunsil with the bong gas mask. I mean, that's a you know, he's the top top uh, top offensive lineman anyway. But cool to see that. It's just going to be cool. Football's coming. All it's right, a sense of normalcy in a world that's been insane. Yo, like we like – just nobody in like the I, fans, but. I know we're not there yet, but it feels like we made it. Like it feels like – like, I, you know, I know sports is not – Sports is not important in the grand scheme of things, right? Like, I think it is, though. I think that I, I, I missed the Rockets losing tonight, so at least I didn't have to suffer through it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, the feeling of normalcy in, in a year where we've had so much crap happen, whether it's mm-hmm. social injustice, this COVID-19, man, like, I'm just glad we're all safe, right? Mm-hmm. But it's nice to just have some normalcy. And I think that's what sports brings to the table. It just gives you an escape and we need that desperately. Right. Well, and and honestly, like sports going on, I think has, has been a good symbol of, of everything for, you know, for us is like, we got to go on, you know what I mean? Like we cannot, you know, like we cannot just hide forever we have to you know tons of people have continued to go to work everybody has continued to do what they need to do and we're going to get through this and so football i think especially being as successful as has been and dealing with this 
has been inspiring and has has made it made me feel like okay like these guys obviously they have all the benefit of all this technology and they're they're you know top flight athletes etc but if these guys can do it like you know we as a society can do it you know what i mean like we can get get back to and find a new normal and and we can you know we can get through this and it's just going to feel so good to have that back in our lives you know and obviously for us so this is you know we breathe sleep this stuff and it's an election year i can't imagine not having the distraction man if that's all everybody had to put this on it'd be brutal yeah and and when the games start man i mean it's on like everything shuts out i don't like it's boom you know what i mean like you're in there so I mean, like, what I'm going to eat, I don't even know, man. I, you know, like. I'm going to tear up some wings, man. Oof, I yeah, feel man. that. I feel that. You, you ever you ever dabble in that buffalo chicken dip? That homemade style? Yeah, it's all right, man. But, yeah, I, I just, like, mm. straight, I like wings. What do you dip in there? Like, is there chicken in the dip? Yeah, it's chicken. Wait, it's uh, cream cheese. Uh, there's buffalo ranch, chicken dip's good, yeah. Ranch powder in there. You got a little uh, Frank's Red Hot. It's good stuff. But what do you, uh, do you so did, you put chips? Yeah, you, put, you put pretzels and chips. It's like a, pretzels, like a tortilla chip Packers. dip kind of thing. Okay. That's really good. Yeah, it's decent, but I'd rather have some wings with blue cheese and don't don't give oh, me yeah. tenders. Tenders and ranch are just blasphemous. No. Hey, you know what? Like, did you see the video that Rick Shout out to that guy. Yeah. yeah that, that was great. great. And, and it was in Lincoln. Like uh, he, he stood up at the the city council meeting and and demanded that you know obviously you can't, you can't call them chicken wings, man. They're, they're not wings. Them. I've always yeah. said they're not wings. That's what, the whole, that's what the whole debate is stupid. It's not wings. So, but they're still delicious. Mm. Like mm. you want to call them soppy tenders? You want to call them? I don't know, wet ass tenders or something like you know Watts. I don't know, like, what? but they're they're not <laughs> like I don't. I, they came up with a, what is it, saucy nugs, something like that. Hooters was saying, can we call them? Can we call them saucy nugs? I'm like, whatever you want to call them, they're delicious. They're just not yeah. wings. Yeah, wings are way better. Man. Why? Okay, I agree with you, but not. You don't always like. And this may be like an unpopular opinion, but I don't always want to like get my hands covered in food. Like I'll, I'm gonna get my shirt covered in food because I'm a sloppy ass dude. Let me just in that say way. Here. Let me just a PSA here. Eating wings is good practice for the ladies. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for uh, the tailgate show after dark to find out what the fuck Brian meant by that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot where we So there's that. <laughs> saucy um but yeah so you know we are we're there man like tomorrow labor day is game week that's it it's game week like I'm, i'm so pumped up i can't wait like and they put out that hype video i was ready jack yep i'm i'm so ready that i'm that we forgot to even be mad about Allen Robinson not even being offered a contract still. I don't even care. Like, that pisses me off. But, like, I'm not going to get caught up in it, right? Like, I'm I'm ready to go. I know Allen Robinson's ready to go. He's not going to hold out or give less than his full, you know, effort. Um, 
you know, it it, it could still happen. Could happen I, midweek, yeah. I know. think it's real weird that it, you know, and if people didn't see, I'm sitting there on Twitter as I always am, and 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 Jacob Infante put out a thing like it's weird that you know now they, they all these contracts are getting given out because uh, Keenan Allen signed a big deal, is making twenty million dollars a year, and. You know, basically the price of Robinson is going up, and Eric Lambert was like, "Yeah, maybe Robinson's playing hardball." And Robinson came back with, "I can't play hardball if there's no pitch," and put a little baseball. And I was like, "Whoa!" And he deleted it. And I was like, "What?" But I caught it, you know, because Twitter remembers. And, <laughs> and man, like that's that's. I mean, he said it a couple months ago on on. Sylvia, I believe it was, that they hadn't made him an offer. It might have been in Carmen Yurko, I can't remember, but if there's really been no talk, like, that's weird, man. Like, that, that you know, and then you got so many wide receivers on the practice squad, and, like, I just wonder... It's a weird year, man, and we with the quarterback, they didn't know who the quarterback, there was a competition going on. It's it's tough to make that decision long-term, I, and, and who, know, who knows? I also but. wonder about how the... Uh, the uh, pay structure is going to be for next year, you know. You know, you got the salary cap is going down. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. So, do you pay a man now, or do you wait for the season and then have your salary cap issue figured out, and then do it that way? I, 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 I don't just, know. I don't know that there's a right or wrong way. Yeah, I think the idea that that security for him should probably be offered. Because he's played so well, and the team. Yeah, I mean, look what the guy's done with Bortles and Mitch, and I, I hope right. we're not saying it's just Mitch. I hope he steps up and, and gets to that level that we always we've wanted him to get to. But yeah, he's he's had some quite quite some awesome production for inconsistent quarterback. Look, I mean, even if next year Mitch is gone and we still only have Foles and and a rookie, we still need an Allen Robinson, like. I'm not ready to believe that anybody on this roster is going to replace him right. or come close to it. Like I, I just, you know, you don't want to open up that hole again. I mean, we've been we've been trying to have a receiver like that for so long, basically since Alshon mm-hmm. left. Yeah, and somebody right. was talking about, you know, is Alshon there still trying to trade him? No, we don't want Alshon back. Um, no, my hamstrings exploded just saying yeah, that. Like no, but, mm-hmm. but okay. I don't want Alshon bags. I just, I feel like, I don't know. The like, in, I don't know. He's super cheap. <laughs> I don't want to pay Alshon a bunch of money. Oh, no. Like, no. He, he's not getting Like, much. this needs to be, like, Javon Wims and Riley Ridley need to get some, get oh, it. Take him if Wims doesn't pan out, I'd take him. Right. Uh, so, so anyway, I, back to the excited, ready to go. We're 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 ready for everything that comes. We we, pause. we just it's time. Yeah, mm-hmm. pause. Like it's pause. time to be Bears fans. It's time to root for our team. Ten is ten is under center. Ten is the man. Ten is getting it done. Let's go. Let's go Bears. Let's do this. Let's go Mitch. Let's go. Let's see. Let's see. Laser Mitch. Let's see no huddle Mitch. Let's see Mitchy doing his thing. Maserati Mitch, whatever you want to call him. Let's whatever. see. Whatever. Let's see it. Let's see he's redlining the Miata. I don't care what he's doing. I'm just saying, let's get it. 
cracking. Get it going. It's time. Thank you We're for gonna... everybody listening in. Thank you for everybody that tuned in. Yes, Thank you for everybody on that, Facebook too. Yeah, that responded in the chat. We appreciate you. Um, we do this every Sunday night. It's going to be, you know, kind of like a post game. We might change um, up. We might change up. Yeah, we might, we might. We might. We might. Up, come at you when you don't expect it. Yep. We might. Yeah. We might be laying out in the cut and just go live. Bam. You don't know. Just another episode of that tailgate show. Bear the fuck down. Let's get it. The Bears. The season is here. Let's go. We beaten the motherfucking Lions. There's no, no doubt. Have a great week, everybody. Bear down. We appreciate you. The Brawl Network is coming. Look out. 